You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, beautiful creator. This is Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show on the Law of Attraction radio network. I'm so excited and grateful that you've joined me today from all over the world. And, you know, I want you to be in agreement with me. I truly believe that the Spirit of God has attracted you here and your life will never, ever be the same again. Well, how are you doing? Wow, I'm looking out of my window. It is a beautiful fall day. Blue skies here uh, in Atlanta. And I am so grateful that you every week open up your heart, your spirit, your home, your car, you know, whether you're on the train listening to me. I, I never take that for granted that God has given me the opportunity to share with you powerful truths and universal principles that will really shift and transform you from the inside out. Well, got a great show for you. Uh, My very special guest is Vincent Jenna. Got a question for you. Anybody single? This is for single and married people. Let me see your hands. Do you want to uh, learn, single people, do you want to learn how to attract and maintain that perfect relationship and possibly why your childhood has everything to do with your current love life? You gotta listen. If you mar if you're married or in a committed relationship, Vincent has been married for forty years, and he's going to be sharing some really uh, solid advice uh, with married couples or couples who are in a committed relationship. How you can really bring the romance, how you can enrich and bring the passion back. Uh, into your relationship. So you guys, you got to stay tuned. Well, remember to follow me on social media, uh, Instagram, LOA Constance, same thing for Twitter and Facebook, Coach with Constance. And while I'm thinking about it, uh, I know this show is a blessing to you. You know why? Because I receive your emails. Just got an email this week from some lady in Switzerland. She said, Constance, I don't know how I found you, but I typed in Law of Attraction and then your picture fell down. And then I typed in something else and your picture came across my screen. And I've been listening to you ever since. And so, Uh, I know this show is blessing you, nurturing you, inspiring you, uh, really transforming your life. So please visit my fulfillingyourpurpose.com page and press the donate button. And of course, you can donate to me via that uh, PayPal app or you can use Cash App. And my Cash App name is dollar sign Constance Arnold, uh, no spaces. What else do I want to say? Oh, I know what I want to do. I want to do something funny. I heard this week that if you would laugh 100 times a day, a good belly laugh, some of y'all too serious, a good belly laugh that you could lose 50 calories, (laughs) you know, but the whole documentary was about just laughing and being full of joy. So let's laugh for a minute. Anybody ready? <laughs> you know, you know, just do that a good belly laugh. And you may like you might say, Constance, what are you laughing at? I'm laughing because life is great. I'm laughing because God has all the answers to my circumstances. That's just my little tip for the week for you. Laugh more. I'm gonna teach on that. And then lastly, wow, my manifest in 60 days for women only. 
guys, I'm going to get to you in December. It's November the 2nd, and people are coming from all over the place. Wow, I thought it would be just in the surrounding area, but I got folk coming from Florida, from Tennessee, from Ohio, and it is manifesting 60 days. It's really a strategic day from 10 until 2 for 10 women. And guess what? I went in the uh, room the other day because it's going to be held at a beautiful, luxurious country club. And I'm like, they have 11 seats in there. And to be honest with you, I only have five slots left. So if you're interested, it's going to be a powerful day of connecting. We know God is not holding anything back from us. We just have to tap into the success systems that are already in place. You're going to have my full attention, my signature coaching. I'm going to be sitting right there with you. Uh, It's going to be great to be with other like-minded women. We're going to be getting clarity, getting clear about what we want. Uh, I'm going to be helping you to really identify what do you believe about what your intentions and your dreams are, helping you to eliminate those old yucky beliefs and self-sabotaging behavior. And then I'm going to be sitting right next to you, helping you design a 60-day plan that is aligned with your dream or your lifestyle. You know, my own story is that I had a real awakening moment when I went to a conference and it was with uh, my mentor, Marsha Weeder. Marsha has been on Oprah two or three times, and it was a room of about 20 of us in San Francisco, California, and uh, we paid a lot of money for it, but it was worth it. I had an aha moment when I realized that I was called to inspire, motivate, and teach. Now, I knew that, but it was just me getting clarity around that in that particular conference. So this is $99. You're worth the investment. We're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, I only have five slots left as I record this. So you just need to go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com and uh, click the link that says pay now. And everybody who's coming, I'm calling you personally to say congratulations. And I wanted a small intimate group. You know why? It's just something about intimacy, having a place of vulnerability and being honest. That's so powerful. Uh, We're going to have two surprise guests. I'm going to give you one giveaway. James Powers is going to be there at the very beginning to pray over us and to tell us about how powerful intentions are. And then it's just going to be us girls. It's just going to be us and God making it happen because it is your time. I think that is it. We are ready to hear what Vincent has to say about love. You know, I remember I had a neuroscientist on my show, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she said, we are wired for love. And that ain't nothing but the truth. So everybody stay tuned. And then I'm going to be right back. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. 
Well, everybody, I'm back and I'm really excited about my show today and my very special guest. And I know what you're saying, Constance, you're always excited. And I am because I'm just always expecting great things for you from my wonderful guest. And today certainly is no exception. My very special guest is Mr. Vincent Jenna. He is a world-renowned psychic counselor and healer, a metaphysician, and a respected spiritual mentor and teacher. He combines his early background as a professional actor and single singer coupled with his master's in clinical social work that he uses to bring healing to people all over the globe. He believes that his gift is to guide people to recognize what's preventing them from healing or attaining their dreams. And he shares within the necessary steps to get there. Folks, I have researched this man and listened to him um, all on the internet. He's the real deal. He's authentic. So Vincent Jenna, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Oh my gosh, Constance, thank you so much for inviting me, and what a beautiful intro. You have to send me a copy of that, because (laughs) you did so much better than I could ever do. And let me tell you something, Constance, one of the things that I absolutely love about the work I do is truly because of the law of attraction, like attracts like. And so one of the only ways that you yourself can even recognize anything in a good guest is because it is there, it lies there within side of you and you're just recognizing it. That's all. Thank you. Well, wow. I mean, what a powerful message you bring to the world. And prior to uh, me hitting record, I said to you, how thankful and grateful I am to you for what you're doing for the world. So kind of share with listeners um, about your journey. I know we're going to be talking about tips for relationship happiness, and I have all kind of questions for you from listeners that they've emailed to me. So, but let's hear a little bit about your journey and your spiritual awakening first. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, um, it, it was a, a pretty hardcore one and a tsunami of emotions and experiences that I was never, ever, 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 ever expecting. Now, understand that I'm this boy who grew up in a small suburban town of Levittown in New York, not Pennsylvania, in New York. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a pretty secluded area as far as culturalized. Um, So we went to school. We did just about that. But we weren't really into um, much of the metaphysics, um, new age, new thought, any of that at all. Okay, so um, the idea of being psychic or medium or an intuitive or a spiritual teacher. Well, that was just within the religions and the church and that I was a member of at the time. And so that was it it was just not in my path or my destiny that I ever thought what was in my destiny is I was an incredible little actor, singer and dancer. And quite honestly, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here today. I was the bullied one in school. I was tormented. I was chased every single day. Um, a head shoved in toilets, shoved in lockers, wow. um, peed on, spit on, beat up. Uh, then when I got home, mom had many mental pathologies going on because of her childhood and past. And she took that out on me and my brother. So I used to get beat all the time and emotionally abused. Mm. And of course, then let's throw in that I was sexually molested molested by the babysitter Mm. um, and the parish priest coming to take care of mom. So I had all of that going against me, but my performing Constance and getting up on a stage, the applause is what I took on as acceptance. At least I had a little of that going and that actually kept me alive. So my beginnings was all about, I was going to be a star. I had to be. I needed the world to love me. You you know, when you have so much taken away from you, so much esteem and self-love taken away from you and very early on, you you need to compensate for it by by wanting so much and needing so much. So just performing locally wasn't enough for me. It had to be worldwide. I had to be worldwide recognized, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
So there I am out there performing, and uh, I happen to uh, be so fortunate as to get into the movie Grease with John Travolta and wow. John. So I was an original singer and dancer in that movie. Now, that in itself didn't matter, but what it brought me was incredible. And it brought me enough fame uh, and notoriety because there I am from this small town and small town boy makes it into an overnight sensational movie. I mean, Grease just became a box office hit from the moment it was released, right? Right. All right. So a few years after it was released was my first 10 year high school reunion. And now that I was in something substantial and I had this notoriety and I was in all the newspapers, the whole town was a buzz. And certainly the high school members were wondering, is Jenna going to come to the reunion? <laughs> that was the big question. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, I was already married. I was married by 23. I already had a child. We had a two-year-old son, had a beautiful wife and everything. And I was going to that reunion with the giant boulder, not just a not just a chip, <laughs> a boulder on my shoulder. Okay. I of was going course. in there with attitude and chin held high. And oh my God. Well, let me tell you something. Um, till this day, I remember it as as a Cinderella story. Mm. Um, I walked in and when I thought that there might be some ridicule or still the prodding and the joking, everybody in the entire place just surrounded me, loved me, caressed me, sat by me the entire night. And the one kid who created all my antagonism when I was in school. He was the super jock and the class clown. And though he never bullied me, he antagonized all the other jocks to pick on me. Well, he was there, shouts out my name again, but comes up, gives me a hug. And from that moment on, we became the dearest of friends. Amazing. Now, why this matters is because he was also the show-off of the uh, reunion. He rented a Porsche. He was bragging about how successful he was at work, that he married his childhood sweetheart, had three children, bought a beautiful home in expensive Connecticut. And so that went on and on. But as he would be sharing those stories with me, all of a sudden in my own knowing, I keep hearing BS, BS, BS. And I was thinking this guy is lying and he's covering up something, but I didn't know what he was covering up. So we went on one weekend. My wife and I were over his condo. We spent a weekend with him and that's when it, it was really hitting me. So the trip home, I was in tears because I, I'm saying this guy's life is falling apart. And my mm -hmm. wife is like, what do you mean? Is, is like, he's got a condo. He's married. I said, no, he's lying. I said, I, I don't know why I know this, but his heart is breaking and I don't know how to help him. He's not going to open up. He's not saying anything. So I cried out to God for the first time. Constance, no matter how much I was abused, I never, ever prayed to God to help me. Never. Wow. I don't know why I didn't, but I didn't. I almost felt as if all the abuse that I was going through, I deserved in some way. And so this time, though, I cried out to God. But here's the crazy thing. I didn't ask God to help my friend. Mm -hmm. I asked God to give me the ability to help my friend. Mm -hmm. Give me the ability to help him and all others who are going through hell like he is now. Because I know what it's like to have your esteem torn apart and to feel no love. Let me have something. I don't know. Give me something. I don't know what I was asking for. And I didn't even know why I was asking for me. I wanted to be a full-time actor. And, but I was asking him for something else. And it was within a week that Steven Spielberg and Cecil B. DeMille would be very proud of the movie, epic movie that was created in my life with all this paranormal stuff that started happening. It was insane. As a matter of fact, it was so insane, my wife wasn't sure whether to have me locked up. <laughs> or, no, truly, or to, to have me exercised by the Catholic Church. She, she was Jewish mm -hmm. at the time, so she didn't know whether to call the rabbi or a priest. Um, but she knew something was going on. I mean... 
things were flooding into my head. We started being introduced to psychics, who I hated, by the way. I thought they were woo-woo people from California and nuts, you know. And meanwhile, psychics are coming into my life telling me I'm going to be a spiritual teacher. The soul of Jesus is around me. Um, I'm going to be giving up performing and acting, all of this stuff. And then finally floodgate of information, knowledge, and ability opening my head, my heart. And so from there, I became psychic. I became a medium. I started talking with animals. I started getting all the information of life and what it's about, how to everything. And it was all within a short period of time. Within three months, everything transpired, but it was years of working on it and researching to even try to accept it, Constance. I just didn't know what to do with it. I can imagine. And I love that you decided to go to go back to school and, and to, you know, get the oh. clinical training, you know, because I'm a I'm a clinician myself. And for some people that that breathes, um, uh, you know, authentic, this person is for real but they have the intuitive yeah. gifts. That was very wise on your part to do that. Well, I was, it, it was situational, which was so funny. It, I'm an obstinate New York Italian guy. And <laughs> um, uh, people will get to know that when, when they get to know me right away, you know. But that strength is, is also my passion. But what happened was because I was getting all of this information and I wasn't really wanting to pursue it. And quite honestly, like I said, I didn't want to call myself a psychic because I knew the labeling at the time. These Absolutely. were back in the 80s. You know, I didn't want to be thought of as this kook. And I was getting all this wonderful information at the same time. So what was what happened is um, I, I was still trying to formulate a career for myself because once I had my second child, I actually left professionally the acting field. And I wound up getting into an entertainment field where I was the trainer and the instructor and the motivator. So it started with inspiring and motivating, right? And then all of this, this intuitive stuff just kept going on within me. Well, I formed my own business, entertainment business. Um, still not knowing what to do with all the the knowledge and the abilities I was getting. And it was a car accident that injured my spine that took me out of that business. I was a mobile disc jockey. Wow. And, um, right. And at the same time, I was doing motivational talks and stuff like that. But being a mobile disc jockey, that's where the primary income was coming in. And this accident took me out of that. And one of my clients, I started to do readings part-time, intuitive readings part-time. And one of my clients turned around and said, you are not just a psychic. You do realize that. I get more therapeutic help from you than I get from my own psychologist and psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. You need to go and, and get a clinical background and become a therapist. And I said, are you kidding me? Uh, no, not at all. And so in meditating on that, I was immediately guided and everything fell into place. I had no college background at all. So I started from the beginning. I was already 39 years old. We had two children, my wife and I, and I went back full time for seven years and my wife supported the entire family while I was taking care of the injury on my back. Mm -hmm. I was in school and, and that's what it led to because there was that part of me that I didn't, what was I going to do? Hang a palm up on the street <laughs> You know, and call me Brother Vinny, you know, That's I mean, so I heard of funny. my cousin, but <laughs> Brother Vinny next to Sister Sarah, you know, out on the highway, you see that palm and the neon sign. I was like, no, I didn't want to do that. Now here I am, Constance, teaching people how to be psychics and mediums and, and intuitive healers. So I'm like, go figure. So, I so went interesting. From, yes, well, you know, I love your journey because I want to say to listeners who are listening right now that, you know, everything that happened in your life from, you know, when you were a child and everything that happened to you, it sounds like that God used all of that to bring healing to you so that you could be this powerful gift. So, you know, a lot of people might be thinking, well, I don't know what my purpose is, or I feel like I'm just going through a tough time or things are difficult or why am I doing this? So would you say that everything on your journey was like a gift to you for you to be where you are and who you are right now? 
Absolutely. I totally believe that. And 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 you you bring up God in the most important way. Um, all of us work hand in hand with that source, with mm-hmm. God. And you have to, though, be in agreement with it. Um, God will never make something happen for you without your agreeing to it. Otherwise, there's no free will. But God is on all the time. So what happened, and this is what I'm saying, is where my obstinate was. Mm -hmm. Here I'm being delivered these gifts. I turned around and I said, this is what I want to do. But I still couldn't figure out this. Am I supposed to make this into a full-time job? God, what do you want me to do with this? Um, I don't know how. I don't know. I'm not one of those special authors. I'm not Oprah Winfrey. I'm not um, any of those. I'm Deepak Chopra, some of the famous um, people and or spiritual teachers. I'm certainly not like Gandhi, but man, did I always want to be. I wanted to walk the path and be like Jesus. I said that all the time. When I was a 13-year-old altar boy, I was very attached to the church, but not the teachings of that religion. And I kept telling the priest the priest that they're teaching God and Jesus wrong. And there I was 13 years old. And boy, did that get me beatings at home. (laughs) Mom thought I was condemning the entire family to hell by arguing with the priest. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a Rome, Italian Roman Catholics do not argue. They just accept. Okay. So I knew that there was a relationship. So now here, this psychic turns around and tells me that God and Jesus, Jesus is going to give me the words. And I'm like, Man, does Jesus know I was eating his body and drinking his blood behind the altar before church every Sunday? I mean, (laughs) you know, there's a box of wafers back there that are being blessed and a bottle of wine. And us altar boys used to, you know, feast on that before the priest got there. Right. And I'm like, and so Jesus is going to be helping me. But yes. And here's the thing. Listeners are going right now. Yeah, but that's never happened to me. So how do I get to be on that path? You know, some of us need these things to happen to open our eyes. But it doesn't mean you have to go through something so crazy in order to open your heart and your eyes. All you have to do is accept that you're a divine being that you come here to experience that, that you came here with a purpose in order to experience your divinity, and that with all the help of God, the angels, Jesus, or any of the ascended masters, just accepting that you're something special and meant to achieve something opens the door. But Constance, it's our stories. It's our past. Mm -hmm. It's the way we've been raised. It's the negative messages we receive that get in our way and cause all the blockages. And then the human mind takes over and these anomalies take place and hide the blockage. And that's what I dig into. And the major reason why I even got my psychotherapy degree, God knew to direct me to that because I know the mind more than most others, especially in my field. And so I use my knowledge and my intuition to be able to bring to the surface that which needs to be healed within everybody. And everybody has a dream and a purpose and a reason to be here. Powerful combination, you know, your intuitive gifts plus your degree. So let's talk about love. The number number one question that I get from all over the world, the first one is money. Second one is love. And, you know, this is the law of attraction. So, so, the question that I get is how can I attract my partner? How can I attract my soulmate? How, what, yeah. how do I need to align myself? What do I need to do? You know the question. So talk to us about uh, tips for a, re- a relationship happiness and attracting okay, love. Yeah, that's actually several questions. I know. One. I- <laughs> oh, you're great, but I'm going to attack that because, first of all, you said the number one question is about finances. I agree with you, but let me tell you something right now. The number one problem most 
people have, and I'm going to say the majority of people have, is about love. And because of that problem, it affects all other areas of your life. We're like a garden hose attached to the spigot outside. And the way the law of attraction is, is think of that garden hose and the water turned on full blast. That water is the God force and the law of attraction that makes everything come to pass. Now, as long as that garden hose is completely uncoiled, you can use that water for anything. You can fill up a pool, wash a car, take a bath, whatever you want to do with the water coming out of it. Therefore, you can manifest anything. But if you have a kink anywhere in that hose, it will impede the flow of the water or stop it altogether. And now you can't do anything with that water. So it's, and love is the greatest kink we we have because it's been the problem since we are born it's the messages we receive we're here to experience our love and 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 our lovability so the moment that that decays um then anything else can decay so the answers that i give today for romance actually can solve your financial problems as well and here's the thing everybody has to understand that number one like attracts like. That's number one. Myth number one is that opposites attract. That is not true. Like attracts like. It is displayed in maybe opposite personalities because of the gender differences or the personality differences. But it's always like attracts like. Whatever your core beliefs are, and I'm talking your core beliefs, not your conscious beliefs, you're going to attract somebody with the same core beliefs, which is why so many relationships break apart because people don't believe in themselves. They don't love themselves. They feel they're unlovable, unworthy. They attract somebody who believes the same way. And therefore, the relationship is going to end or get sabotaged in one way or another because that's what they expect. So number two, there is no such thing as a soulmate. That is a romantic fantasy that was created years ago. Richard Bach, actually the author who wrote Illusions and other books first, he romanticized the concept of soulmates. Now, you may have been here on Earth with a particular soul several times, but that doesn't mean that in this lifetime you're meant to attract that one. You actually are supposed to make a soulmate relationship out of the person you do attract. Hmm. Number three, attraction has nothing to do with another person. Whether you go shopping, whether you go online, whether your friends introduce you to somebody has nothing to do with it because you are in 100% of control of who you're going to meet via the computer, your friend, Whole Foods while you're squeezing melons. It doesn't make a difference. It's completely up to you. So therefore, the work and the primary work you need to do is in healing yourself right now. For anyone who doesn't have a relationship or the relationship is failing in some way, here is the bottom line core belief that you must accept. You do not believe you are lovable or deserving of a relationship, which is the reason why it's missing. Attraction is the number one power and force here, which is why we can understand the concept of the law of attraction. And attraction to another person and love and intimacy, that's the second highest um, function that's here on the earth. It happens automatically. We actually should be pushing away lines of people that are being attracted to us mm -hmm. because it's so natural to come by, right? It's what we created so that we can learn more about ourselves, not to complete ourselves. And so therefore, if you are not attracting your mate, it's because you don't believe you're lovable, that is the first and most important concept you must accept. And now everybody is saying, oh, no, that's not true. I've worked on myself <laughs> for a long time. I do love myself. I know I'm a good package. Yep, those are your conscious beliefs. But unfortunately, deep down inside, the little kid inside of you, because either mommy and daddy weren't both there or, or they were abusive in some way or one died, one was sick, it doesn't matter. 
anything that happened that was negative in your childhood, a child translates into not being lovable. We're egocentric. We think the world revolves around us when we're children, and therefore we take the blame of everything. And we don't end it as children. We continue it into our adulthoods as well. If we had more time, I can prove that to you scientifically. But the most important thing is that we have a defense mechanism inside of us that covers up what we're truly feeling about ourselves, okay? And if anybody wants to learn more about that, my workshop, God, It's Not Working, it's on my website. That's going to be your most important um, scientific and researched uh, concepts and principles to understand what's getting in your way. So we are forming a set of beliefs that actually shield you and protect you from the set of beliefs that are hurting you. So, of course, your mind is telling you, oh, yes, you do believe in yourself and you believe you're lovable. But deep down, deep down in the first set of maladaptive beliefs that you formed about yourself is I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. I'm not deserving enough. That's the set of beliefs that's actually influencing the law of attraction. We do not create from our conscious minds. We create from our unconscious minds. So that's the primary thing. Then I've got a perfect thing. Oh yeah, here we go. (laughs) Proverbial list that you want, that you have written a long time ago in your mind about who you want and the type of partner you want, I want you to write that list. And this is how I want you to do it. So you ready for this, Constance? I'm ready. All right, here we go. First, write the title, The 10 Top Most Important Things I Need and Want in a Partner. You have to write that title first. Now go and really think only about 10 things. Most people out there can come up with 20 to 40 different things they want in a partner, my goodness Mm -hmm. sake. But I want you to focus on the top 10 most important things. As soon as you're done with number 10, I want you to go back up to the top, cross out the word partner, and write the word me. The top... Ten most important things I need and want in me. Because since like attracts like, and attraction has nothing to do with another person, then what you create and believe about yourself is what you will attract to you in a relationship. Now, people will argue and say, oh, no, the last guy that I attracted, he was an idiot. He was so abusive. And I will venture to say, well, that abusiveness came on the outside and it came via a male. But I'm telling you right now, do you know how abusive we are to ourselves? Do you know how many times we stand in front of the mirror and criticize what we see? Do you know how many times we turn around and say that was so stupid of me? I can't believe I did that over and over and over again. So why wouldn't you attract somebody on the outside who's going to say it for you? So true. And and I want I, I want you to emphasize this more. So you said attraction has nothing to do with somebody else. That's right. It has nothing to do with another person. Whoever you wind up bring and this is also goes for friends. It mm-hmm. goes for the type type of colleagues that you're working with and a boss. Attraction is all about you. I have in my in my beginnings before this all happened to me, I had very abusive people coming in my life all the time. Okay, and now all I have is loving people in my life because I change the way I think about myself. Oh, yes. Every so often you're going to run into that service person who's nasty or mean because they're having a hard time. But I'm telling you, the majority and the closeness of your relationship with this person or people, it's going to be completely dependent upon your own self-beliefs. We are not victims in this world. And and when I do my, I have a wonderful relationship workshop called All You Need Is Love, Attract and Maintain Perfect Relationships. And when I do it, Constance, I tell everybody in the room that I've removed all the sharp objects in the room prior <laughs> to the workshop, so you have nothing to throw at me when you hear some of the things I'm going to say. <laughs> so... Absolutely. I I know you deal with body, mind and spirit. So for in relationships, what would that look like from a holistic approach? 
from a holistic approach, the, again, the more you work on yourself, now that is including body, mind, and spirit. It constantly is. Mm-hmm. Start with, because you can't just be a mind and be a, and appreciate your intelligent level or your or be a spirit and 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 just because there's many mystics and and spiritual beings out there that are actually lonely and not even involved in a relationship because they still haven't figured that out they don't get their bodies loved or they're not taking care of themselves physically when you love yourself unconditionally you can accept who you are right now but it gives you the strength to change and put yourself in a condition of complete balance and harmony and peace. And if that means that you have to take care of yourself physically, go and exercise, lose weight, eat the right things, that's part of it. That is part of self-love attitude. Um, I actually had to say I was a smoker until I was 50 years old. And of course, I knew intellectually some way, somehow, somewhere down the line, this smoking can hurt me. So it was on my 50th birthday, I said, dang, you know, I have got so much to do spiritually in my life. Mm -hmm. I love myself so much. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to experience my greatest existence here on earth because I deserve it. And as soon as I said that, I threw away the cigarettes, never smoked again, and started doing everything I needed to do to take care of myself. And now how does that, what does that mean as far as a relationship? Well, when you attract somebody, and like I said, like attracts like. So if you are unconditionally loving yourself and it is giving you the strength to take care of yourself, guess what? You're going to attract somebody who's doing the same thing and cares the same way. Now, here's the magic of relationships. I have been with my wife for 46 years, married for 40. So I know what I'm talking about. And when I had my spiritual awakening, we both together worked on ourselves, body, mind, and spirit. And we together help each other. So we don't even work on how to make the couple and the relationship work. No, couple Mm -hmm. therapy is actually a Band-Aid. You need individual therapy that you do as a couple. So what I'm saying is we'll read books for mental health and and to grow intellectually. We'll read a book and we'll discuss it together. We go to a spiritual center, be it unity, science of mind, and we come home and we discuss what we heard together. We'll take a class. We'll watch a movie. We work on all aspects. My wife goes to the gym. I go to the gym. We come home. We discuss it together. How was it for you? How did that make your muscles feel? Okay, maybe we need to back off on this. And by doing it together, we not only reinforce the belief, the positive beliefs and behaviors, we help help each other with the negative beliefs and behaviors because there's two of us doing it rather than just one. It's actually the reason why there are couples in the world because when we first arrived here on this planet and we were doing everything thinking it was individually, it's when we went down the slippery slope and and we, we hurt ourselves. But working interdependently, there's the word, listen to that word again. Mm-hmm. I love that word interdependently you get no whoops in this life by doing anything independently you're actually quite foolish if you try to do anything independently now dependently means that you don't trust yourself but interdependence not only means you trust yourself to be able to share and get along with the other person and take advice you also are strong enough to know when you can use help And that's what the relationships wind up being about and taking care of body, mind and spirit together, doing it all along. My wife had always had a weight issue because of her lack of self-love when she was a child. Okay, Mm -hmm. I have insecurity issues. She had weight issues in that way. I always helped her every single time she went on a diet. I went on the diet with her, even though I did not need to lose a great amount of weight. I adjusted the diet, but to help support her because I didn't want to make it so difficult that here she is eating her tiny little portions of vegetables and salad. And I'm sitting there with an ice cream sundae in front of her. That's completely unfair and unreasonable. 
So we helped each other even with that. Now, we have our own, don't get me wrong, we have our own desires and interests and people that she likes to see and people I like to see, but that's not the majority of our lives. The majority of our lives is working together. You can work as one as long as you are secure in your individuality. So true. Well, someone sent me a question because they knew that I was going to be uh, interviewing you and they wanted to know... How can they get over a broken heart or a past relationship? They were married for 25 years and the person left for someone else. And they just can't seem to get over that to bring in that new love. What would you say to listeners about that particular situation? Yeah. And and Constance, unfortunately, do you know there's so many people after 25, even 30 and 40 years getting a divorce? I will say this. Okay, got to understand something. (sighs) Okay, this this is going to be hard and it's hard for everybody to hear. All right. The love that most people and many couples are experiencing today is not unconditional love. It is emotional, earthly need. Mm. And here's the proof. Love is so strong and so powerful, it never breaks. It strengthens. You never lose it. You never fall out of love. What you do fall is out of need. See, because our emotional needs were probably not met for most people in our childhoods, we seek them out in our relationships. And so therefore, instead of attracting somebody because you know you are lovable and you know you are a knight in shining armor or a princess and you want to share that with somebody, okay, we are not putting that out. We're attracting somebody that we need to have love us. Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning, in the courtship phase, when everybody is treating each other nicely, all right, it seems so wonderful. As soon as you say he makes me feel so good or she makes me feel so good, you're in the wrong relationship. Absolutely. Okay, because it's not about that. It's I feel so good about myself when I'm with him or I feel so good about myself. I love who I am when I'm with her. There's a difference because you're learning about yourself and you know you're the complete one with that other person. So I will say to people who have been in relationships and it's lasted a long time that it was never meant to last a long time, number one. Mm. Number two, you expected it to end somehow and you went long and far just tolerating it. It was not 25 years of mad love because that doesn't end overnight. You don't become bored with each other or this happened you may have been attracted for the right reasons in the beginning but then you never did anything to work on yourselves to completely grow Mm -hmm. and when you don't grow you become stagnant and when you become stagnant anything can happen when somebody goes off with another person it's not because their lives felt ever complete they always felt incomplete now they're trying to use somebody else to complete them and the older you get the more incomplete you feel not if you don't work on yourselves and recognize your own completeness and your own value and your own self-love so so you have to wipe the slate clean You have to turn around and say, okay, I'm going to learn from this. I did not have unconditional love, but I deserve unconditional love. Well, one thing I learned, a lot of people stay in marriages because they learned how to tolerate each other. My parents should have never stayed married. And I can guarantee you, they they were married until they died. And it was Mm -hmm. hysterical because they married 60 years. I was taking care of them in the household and they were arguing every single day. Mom had Alzheimer's, dad had dementia, and they both wanted to get a divorce. I looked at them and said, do you know a judge will laugh at you if I even try to bring this to court that you're going to get a divorce at 62? The guy's going to turn around and say, just wait until you die. Then you'll be divorced. And and that wasn't going to be too long. You know, it's ridiculous. But they tolerated each other. And that's how a lot of people are. They tolerate each other rather than no. Or they even don't follow their gut feeling 
in the beginning with each other. They know I shouldn't be marrying this person, but I'm going to do it anyway because I have nobody else. I need to get away from my family. I need to get out on my own. I can't depend on myself. I need help. Whatever the case may be, they're getting married for the wrong reasons. Now you're going to get married and attract for the right reason. And here's the thing. There is no such thing as evidence that you're going to get it wrong again. Just because you've made one choice that may not have been necessarily the best choice at that one time is no indication that you're going to make that same choice again. The law of statistics says you start with a clean slate every time. Now do work. Do self-exploration work. Write that list that I just gave and make sure those things are within inside yourself. If they're not, work on them. If they are, enhance them. If there are things in there that you don't like, get rid of them. And then open your heart and know that you can love again without being hurt again. It's only closed because you're afraid of yourself. Not about afraid of what you're going to attract, but afraid that you're not good enough to attract anything good and worthwhile. You must feel like a knight in shining armor or a princess. And those icons are used not because they were fantasies, because we were being told that's who we really are and who we can really be. And the fairy tale and story that and love that goes with it is real. You sound still very much in love with your wife and deeply connected. Oh, I my can, God. I, I can yeah. feel that, Vincent. Oh, you have to see us together. It's amazing. <laughs> People recognize that right away. They look at us all the time and go, yeah, unbelievable, Marek, because we did this work. And, and we can, don't, don't you hear, understand something. The human side will get into arguments. Oh, yes, we do fight. You know, and sometimes we might say things that we don't mean to say, but we go in our own corners then. And we take a moment out and we immediately go back down because every fight is not a couple's issue. It's an individual issue. A button was pushed with inside of you. And it may not have been meant to be pushed, right? It may have been that your partner, for example, give you a perfect example I don't mind sharing. Okay, because of the abuse that I had always gone through mm -hmm. the, in the back of my mind was a fear that one day my wife would leave me. And that was long gone. At least you think it's long gone. Right. Right. Remember, I said those hidden fears inside those scars are still there, even though you take care of the issues. Okay, so she might come home from work, had a hard day at work, walks in the house and goes, wow, um, oh, okay, we don't have dinner yet. I thought dinner was going to be made this time when I got home. Now, that's all she said. She didn't criticize me. She didn't turn around and say, you were supposed to make dinner. Wow, how irresponsible. But because of that old scar that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, all of a sudden my response became, well, I was really busy. I didn't have a chance to stop and make dinner. And she looks at me and says, I didn't say anything about you not average. Let's just thought we might have dinner ready already. And it has nothing to do with you being bad. But why did you have to say it like that to me? And then all of a sudden the defense mechanisms go up and we're going back and forth. And so it has nothing to do necessarily that she thought I was a jerk or irresponsible or anything like that, but it had to do with my own feelings. And then the way I responded to her pushed her button and then she started getting upset with me. So that's what will initiate any argument is you want the other person to always love you, think you're wonderful, think you're perfect, think even your farts smell great. <laughs> you don't want... Yeah, you don't want them to criticize you about anything because all you care about is being loved because of the lack of love you received when you were younger. Well, that's your own issue, and you can take care of that. So you know true. this book, I, I do have to mention this because it's become very popular out there, and it really annoys me. What is okay? it? The book, The Five Love Languages. Oh, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> Why do you hate it, Vincent? Oh, my gosh. I, it is such a popular book. Okay. Here is what that book is basically saying. This is the basics, not the, in, the details. Okay. It would be the same thing as if you don't speak French and you decide to take a trip to Paris. And you bring with you a Paris, a French-English translation book. 
Now you go to a restaurant where the waiters only speak French and you hand them the book and say, could you please learn the English translation and tell me what's on the menu? I that would be ridiculous. You're supposed to learn their language if you're going there, aren't you? You are. Okay. Well, guess what? You're supposed to learn your partner's language, not have your partner learn your language. Because of the way we are raised, we feel love differently and we show love differently. So actually, you can work together on it. And instead of reading that book and making sure you, you tell your partner, you see, I told you the only way I feel love is when you bring me flowers and attend to me because that's what's written in this book. So you need to do that so that I know you love me. That's ridiculous. It is. I, I love that. Well, Vincent, I mean, you're so powerful. I want you to share your website. Um, how can people contact you? Some of your upcoming uh, speaking engagements, etc. Oh, wow. OK. Well, first of all, my website is vincentjenna.com. And that's with a G-E-N-N-A. And anybody who goes to it, I actually have a, a little quiz that I put on there. It's a five question quiz. You answer five questions and it will tell you an aspect of life you need more of, whether you need more joy, whether you need more calmness and stillness, whether you need more love. Just from answering those five questions, I put in a lot of intuitive and psychological things in those questions. So it'd be real interesting if you go and do that. Um, and that will automatically sign you up and register you for my newsletters, which will go around occasionally giving some insightful information, some education, and also updating you on upcoming events. So that's one way of communicating with me. Another is through my social media. I have an Instagram page, a Facebook page that's all listed on my website. If you communicate with me and write me questions through there, I do answer them. I do reconnect with people. Um, I have my own Unity Online radio show ah. that I am part of. It's um, every Wednesday at noon Eastern time. And all of the podcasts to those shows are also on my website or on unityonlineradio.org that you can listen to. So tons of information I give people. Um, coming up now, oh my goodness, in just a, a couple of weeks is going to be Soul Summit Scottsdale. I'll be in Arizona with some incredible speakers and authors authors, John Holland, Suzanne Giesman, I mean, major people, Howard Martin, who developed wow. heart math, uh -huh. which is fabulous, right? So I'm excited about that. Um, in December, I am going to be up at Kripalu, uh, which is an education institution right near Omega Institute in New York, doing a three-day retreat workshop on stop, stopping yourself and become unstoppable, really getting into the nitty-gritty of unblocking things. And then I'm really excited because after that, the next week in January, from January 5th to January 12th, we are going on a cruise, and it's ah. a spiritual cruise. It's combining those from new thought um, philosophy, science of mind, and unity, spiritual leaders. We're coming together, and you're going to spend a week with us on this gorgeous um, Holland America New Stottendam cruise ship. It's brand new and gorgeous. And, and in that, we're going to have some workshops. I'll be doing some readings, but you get to sit with us, pick our minds, and have fun while you're cruising um, and really enjoying life. That's when you really get to absorb Absorb information grow. So those are the things that I'm doing currently. There's always so much more. Everybody needs to look out for that. I'm waiting for my my book, uh, God, It's Not Working. Uh, <laughs> yes, One Man's Journey Back to Belief. It's my story and also the help that I came up with in, in order to get everything that you attempt to become reality. And I'm looking forward to that. So hopefully that comes out real soon and I'll be announcing that. But yes, that's how you can be in touch with me.
And I just want to encourage everybody to visit his website. You can tell the man is authentic. He He's real. He's spiritual. He can help you uh, sign up for, you know, just everything on his website. And Vincent, I just want to let you know that you have enriched my life just by speaking with me and sharing with my audience all over the world. And I thank God for you and the gift of God that you share. Oh, so Gosh, Constance, thank you so much. That's so much of a reflection of who you are. You know, um, each of us can be a light, but you need a lighthouse to get the light seen. And that's the work that you do. You get the light seen, and I so appreciate you and the fact that I was divinely guided to you. I consider everybody that I'm meeting such a divine guidance and blessing. So thank you for having me on the show. You're quite welcome. Well, everybody, remember to visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com, and just remember that uh, the best is yet to come in your life. Enjoy your week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.